All right, we're back. <laughs> round two. You guys ready for round two? <laughs> Come on. Hey, it is, uh, it is fun, uh, fun to be back. If you guys weren't here last week, uh, my name is John. This is my wife, Pam. And uh, we have been around here a long time. And uh, it's fun to be back um, uh, with you again for part two, uh, kind of, uh, of our talk on sex. And um, so, you know, as we said last week, uh, we're fully aware that everybody's in a different place in here. And so what we're driving at tonight uh, is really no outcomes other than your unique conversation uh, that you're supposed to have with a couple, because your conversation is going to be completely different than Pam and I's uh, tonight, uh, different than the other couple that uh, that's sitting to your left or to your right. Okay, so all, all we're driving at is your own unique conversation, and uh, we'll set you up. We'll give you some things that I think will be really helpful to talk about, and, and we're fully aware that some of you <clears throat> aren't having sex and have no intention. Uh, of doing so uh, tonight, um, you know, and that's kind of like the furthest thing uh, from your mind. Totally get that. And uh, I want you to know, like, we've, you know, Reengage has been going uh, for 10 years, and, uh, and we have seen it all, and we have seen those sentiments. Uh, we've also seen at Celebration Night uh, some people that start their testimony with, hey, uh, we came in here, we hadn't had sex in, well, we can't remember how long, and uh, I want you guys to know uh, we're pregnant, okay? Uh, so to that, I would say results may vary, okay? Um, <clears throat> no promises, uh, and, uh, and really wherever you are, it's okay. Um, you don't have to feel any weird guilt, shame, uh, anger, um, but, but you do need to think about, like, what's, what's, what would a movement towards uh, oneness? What is our own unique conversation? What would that look like uh, to walk out of here and have that? That's what, uh, uh, that's what I think the win would be, uh, no matter where you are, okay? Yeah, and so from last week, if you had a conversation or if you didn't, just to remind you, um, we just talked about a biblical view of marriage. And so just in your marriage, just personally and then together, uh, sex. Just, sorry, of yep. sex, yes, um, a biblical view of sex. And so just, um, just to remind us that our bodies are good, sex is good. Um, sex is really designed for marriage, um, completely designed for marriage. And then it's just a great opportunity to glorify God and to serve each other. And so if you guys had to have, um, got to have a conversation about that, how do you believe those things? Does that play out in your marriage? Um, what does that look like? And then the second thing we talked about last week is what is in and what's out of bounds. Um, just for, again, that's a very unique conversation. And if you guys had a chance to talk about that, um, you know, we've even had a chance kind of to talk about that in the last couple of weeks. Just um, what does that look like? Are we open to new things? Are we pushing each other to something we don't want to do? Are we serving each other and open to things? Um, just as we look to the other's interests is more important than our own. There you go, which so. is a great segue. We yeah. brought a verse, yeah. brought our favorite uh, verse on sex uh, in the Bible uh, for you here tonight. And it's Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Okay, and we quoted it last week, and you probably have heard it probably once a month in here. And it says this: "For we're to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, uh, but in humility, or rather, yeah, rather in humility, uh, to view others as more important than yourselves." That's how I memorize it. Not looking at your own interest, uh, but also to the interest of others. Okay, and, I, and it's really interesting. I was thinking about that verse uh, today. Um, you know, we're not supposed to do anything out of selfish ambition or any kind of pride. And I just thought about that first part, do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, if I'm just gut level honest, when I think about that verse, I go, hey, do most things. Um, do, you know, or don't, don't, don't do most stuff out of uh, selfish ambition or vacancy. Don't do it uh, more than her uh, or more than like our, our friends. I just kind of stack up pretty good, but not like 
everything, right? Not like every thought I have, not every action. And, and I was convicted today just thinking about uh, that that's how I'm, every, every interaction I have with Pam, every interaction she has with me is not supposed to be selfish or out of any kind of uh, pride or conceit, okay? So um, this is a great, I think it's a great way to frame up uh, our conversations because as we have conversations, really what we're driving at is how can I serve you? How can I put your needs first? How can I put your desires first? What would be fun to you? What, what, uh, what would a next step in intimacy uh, look like? That's the conversation uh, that we're having, okay? And so it, when you get to a really healthy place, if you're not there yet, then what becomes fun is then you get to share because um, they'll ask you and, uh, and you get to help them uh, live out that verse, okay? But it's not your job to go home and tell them everything <laughs> that they need to do to serve you, okay? They, you can, you can uh, do so if asked, uh, but you can always ask your spouse, hey, what would it look like if I was going to put you first, if I was going to serve you first uh, in these areas that we talked about, what would that look like? Could you help me understand? Because uh, I would love to know. Okay, that's Philippians 2, 3, and 4, and it's a great way to frame up, I think, all of the conversation today. Yeah, and so both those sides have been a growth area for us. I think just, you know, there's been times when, hey, I don't want to serve John. I want to look to my own interests. But then there's also been a growth area for me, I think, in just sharing my desires with him. And so early on, just to kind of realize, hey, I'm not being selfish. He wants to know what I like, what I desire, specifically, excuse me, in the area of sex. And that's not selfish to communicate that to him. He wants to know vice versa. And so if you're a little quieter, a little intimidated in this, um, men or women, um, just you come with the attitude of humility. Hey, I want to know, but Hey, I know you want to hear from me. If you were asking, if you were asking, yeah, yeah. we do start it um, that way. If you were asking, if you care, I know you do. Um, (laughs) let me share kind of what I would prefer. Maybe I, what I wouldn't prefer. Um, little segue or a little um, side comment there. Maybe not in the act of share um, what you wouldn't prefer or would. Maybe no scorecards. And maybe wait till after. Um, what are you doing? Having yeah, a conversation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's been a growth area for me. So let's talk about that. Um, each. <laughs> no, we don't have any scorecards. It's not on the notes. No, there. Not on Stick the notes. to the notes, um, sister. Yes. All right. Um, but I think that's good. Good that's wisdom. Good. No, in yeah, the middle no, of. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not invalidating you. Yes. So, what, but what you the the, the, the principle is uh, you know you can share your uh, desires, requests, and, um, and, you know, even like, ah, that wasn't my favorite, right? Um, that's what we tell our kids. That's the, that's the polite not way to say sex. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, not about no. sex. Yeah. No, that's, not, that's not my favorite. Yeah. I'd rather not have broccoli. Um, so don't do that in, I mean, if it's, if it's painful or like gross or whatever, that's fine. But, um, you know, you can, that's a, a lot of times that's a uh, later, later in the day, the next morning or whatever conversation. Like, hey, you know, yeah. Love being with you, um, but that you know, whatever that was, that, that just wasn't my favorite. Okay, great. Now, now I know. So, yeah. great. There you go. Okay, too long on that one, but let's... <laughs> Way too long, <laughs> and not in the notes. But it's a bonus. Okay, a but bonus. we we brought um, a slide that we're hoping works. Drum roll, see if this yeah. works. So, um, that just talk about kind of four different quadrants of sex, no and way. so as we look at this, um, just again going back to there's there's hundred maybe more, I don't know how many couples are in here. There are that many unique conversations in here about this. So we just want to talk about how you can go home tonight as you look at this and have your own unique conversation. Um, and so the first one... Can I read real quick? So just yeah. so you know, and, and we'll, we're going to go through each one of these yes. uh, top left um, clockwise. You don't have to get out your... So uh, atmosphere, 
uh, which is a relationship, arousal. You think about its foreplay, apex, which is uh, kind of the climax there, and then afterglow. And, um, and those categories uh, come from uh, McCluskey. It's not, who's the children's author? Not Robert McCluskey. No, not he wrote Robert. What about uh, Make Way for Ducklings? ducklings. Uh, Christ- He's not Christopher, writing next books also. Christopher McCluskey, He's not a children's different. author. Not a children's author. Uh, so. Uh, I, th- I think those Do not A's, have your kids read yeah, those A's I think are helpful it just, it's always helpful for me to remember these and so what we'll do is just kind of go around each one of those and I'm just talk about them just for a second and I think that would be a good uh, conversation if you're at a place where you can have that um, in your relationship if not, it's okay you can, you can kind of file that and say hey, I, what would it take for us to get to the place where we could ha- even have that conversation that might, be, that might be your own unique conversation, okay? But uh, if you're in a place where you could talk about this, uh, we're going to talk about these four just for a second, and then you can kind of think about uh, what would be a good question to ask your spouse or uh, what would it look like to grow an intimacy there. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so the top left is atmosphere or the relationship. And so um, just to remind us all, sex does not just happen in the bedroom. It's the whole state of the relationship that affects what does happen in the bedroom or wherever else it happens. Um, but just that the state of the relationship, we know that trust is a foundation that takes time. And so just the conversations and the serving and all that that goes to build trust, or if it's been broken to rebuild trust, that that takes time. And so that is built throughout the day. It's built throughout the years. Um, and so oftentimes we feel like we have a sex problem and it feels really acute and kind of, we got to fix this right now. And sometimes there are, I mean, we will say, um, if there is a physical issue, there's pain going on, talk to your doctor. If there's a, um, emotional hurt, there's a past hurt in this area, talk to your small group leaders. There are great ministries here that we'll talk about later at Watermark to um, help you with all those. Um, but oftentimes it's not a sex problem. It's a relationship problem in the marriage. Um, it's very, very often the case. Yeah, that's right. So the things under there, um, because there's just no possible way you could read, it, read them back there. Uh, it says intimate marriage, uh, mature lovers, privacy, energy, time, anticipation, uh, initiation, and mutual consent. Okay. So just a relationship that's just solid. Um, would be the starting place of, uh, of a, a good, healthy sex life, okay? And I love what Pam said. A lot of times we think we've got a sex problem, but what we have is a relationship problem. And that's just really been the case for us. I mean, most of the time we kind of, we figured the biology part out, uh, you know, pretty quickly. We know how that works. So that wasn't really the issue. Uh, what really became the issue was more just our own stuff or our pride or uh, expectations or things that we hadn't uh, addressed. And so years ago, um, I was coming up to church for uh, some meetings late at night. I remember being late. And so I'm running out the, uh, the house, and, uh, and Pam says, I'm through the, through the garage into my car, and she goes, I've got some ideas about our sex life, you know. And I remember just going, you know, and spun around. I was like, well, tell me. She goes, no, it's, you know, uh, we can, we can talk later. And I was like, babe, you don't do that to a guy, you know, like I'm going to be sitting there in the meeting, like trying to get out as soon as I can to get back home to hear your thoughts. So just tell me. And, uh, and, and like, she did it again. I was like, just tell me. And she says, well, it's about the towels. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, never done anything, uh, with towels. Hadn't even crossed my mind, but I'm generally, you know, Let's let's see what you got, sister. I'm encouraged. And uh, and she goes, no. It's, she goes, it's not like that at all. She goes, here's the deal. Uh, when you you know before we have sex, like if you've gone to the gym or you know you haven't taken a shower, you always take a shower. She goes, which I, which I appreciate. Hear me say that. She said, but generally, I, you know, you, like you leave your clothes on the ground and the towels on the ground, and then you come around and you want to have sex for me with me, and uh, and that's really hard. And so I just remember, look, I'm trying to be a good husband. Plus, we're talking about a topic that I care deeply about, you know. So I'm like, I'm listening. And I just asked her, I said, well, 
like, can you see the towels? And she said, no, I, I can't see the towels. And so this is like, you know, where that dumb husband just like looks and he's like scratching his head. I'm like, so, okay, so the towels in the bathroom that you can't see impacts our sex in our bedroom. Did I get that right? Got it right. And I was like, man, I am sorry. I want to understand. I don't understand. And, and she said, well, here, it, what, this is what it feels like. It feels like, um, you know, you put your clothes, you put your towels on the ground, and then I'm going to be the one that has to pick them up. Um, you know, which is probably, probably true. Um, and she said, it feels really like, um, kind of selfish. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, uh, we're going to have sex. And then as soon as I'm done, uh, as soon as we're done, I'm going to be your maid. And, uh, and that, that's just hard for me. You know, and I, and I probably ask, but can you see them? You know, I ask her probably one more time and, uh, and, and I got it. I mean, I understand. I was like, well, I, there's no way I want you to feel that way. And, uh, I did, you know, I, listen, I can, I can assure you that I'd take a shower and put my towel on the ground. There's things I'm thinking about, but it's not uh, creating work uh, for you. So that's easy. I can easily pick up towels and clothes. You know, if you want me to buff out the floors while I'm down there, like, I got it. You know, whatever, anything to have sex. Um, and you don't, yeah, and I play, but like, you don't cut deals, right? You don't, you don't use sex as a weapon to get what you want. And, and Pam, I, I don't remember Pam ever doing that. Um, so that's become a great metaphor for us. All right, so the towels had zero to do with our sex life, zero, and yet everything, because my wife felt like I was, um, you know, creating work for her, for her, or putting like um, putting an extra burden, or not being, uh, you know, sensitive uh, to her, and then and then I come around and I want to have sex, and I'm like, hey, baby, be responsive to me, and she goes, that's hard. Okay. And so for us, a lot of times, it's just been a good question. Hey, what are the towels right now? Like, I, I, something's not right. It's probably not biological. So uh, what is it? And let's talk about, let's talk about the towels. And that's, that's helped us. Um, maybe that will help you, um, that metaphor or another metaphor. But a lot of times, we've got a relationship issue, an atmosphere issue in this model, uh, more than we do a sex uh, yeah. issue. Yeah, so the next quadrant is arousal, um, also foreplay. And so just to kind of think about that in your your own unique conversation as a couple, how are y'all doing that? How can y'all grow in this area? Um, Just understanding just the time difference for men and women in this area and how it just takes a lot longer um, for a woman to get there than a guy oftentimes. Um, How it doesn't just start in the you know, a few minutes before, how that can just, um, I think that it does play a little bit into atmosphere. I talked about that, but just kind of that intentionality um, throughout the day, you know, it just, I mean, it can start with um, some texts. It can start with, um, you know, just, um, you know, just some intentionality, I guess, just kind of thought that you put into it. Um, there's been some fun, there was a song, um, What's the, what's I don't the know. song? I don't know what you're <laughs> From the business. Oh, there's a song that business we used to play merch called Business Time. And it talked about, um, you know, it's business time because I got my business socks on. And um, just that fun idea, and this kind of goes into the next one, but just even anticipating throughout the day of, um, you know, there were some, um, some friends who would go and they would leave a business sock, just, just a sock on their husband's desk. And so just that throughout the whole day, arousal doesn't just happen in the moment. The foreplay, it happens kind of throughout the day. Yeah. So the words under that, I can't read them. Yeah, uh, playful. <laughs> yeah, payment ever contacted. <laughs> She drove this weekend 10 hours to Birmingham, and she goes, I don't have my, uh, my, my contacts in. That would have been good to know uh, before we started. So uh, arousal, uh, playful vulnerability. We made it. We did make it. Uh, playful vulnerability, mutual exploration, attention to the senses, and uh, letting passion build. And I think that's kind of the idea, letting passion build, rather than just um, so the, you know, the old uh, country preacher who said, you know, sex is a lot like a crock pot. And, um, and you turn it on in the morning and let it simmer, and then you enjoy 
enjoy uh, in the evening. And that's a good way to think about uh, foreplay, right? And so what, what is fun and uh, how do you build anticipation and you're out on a date and say, I mean, I can't wait uh, to be with you uh, tonight, you know, and not, not just uh, right there two minutes before uh, you have sex and doing things that are fun or little notes, little text, um, you know, whatever your little inside jokes are and whatever your emojis, uh, you know, are and just keep, I mean, if it goes X-rated, just make sure the kids can't see would be all I'm saying. And, uh, and so our, we let our, we, everybody has everybody's password in our family and so anybody can look at anybody's phone and they do. Um, so we have to uh, be very careful and secretive. Uh, we speak in code when, we, uh, when we're talking about that. Um, so um, there was something else I was going to... Uh, talk about that. Oh, just just the amount of time, uh, guys. Like when you when you think about foreplay, you've probably got a amount of time in your head. Um, I would say, like at a minimum, you probably want to double that. Okay, <laughs> you're like you know you kind of go in, so, man. I got you know I got a good like 45 seconds of uh, you know maybe a kiss or a back rub, and then like we can get at it. So uh, whatever 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 it is. Uh, a minute and a half, probably longer. You know, I guess but that, that's a great that's a great conversation, right? That's a great conversation. Well, uh, and there may be times that a minute and a half is all you have, and but then if that's kind of the norm, then that's a conversation to have, and that's not that's not okay. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay, yeah. so that's your that's your neat conversation. So both of these, right? Hey, what what are the towels in our relationship? What's the in our um, what's the atmosphere? of our relationship, what, what would it look like to take a next step? Number two, uh, arousal or for, foreplay. Like, what would it look like to, to kind of grow in that area? What, what could I do uh, to serve you uh, there? Okay, and I, I'm not agreeing just by, hear, just by you saying it doesn't mean I'm going to do anything with it, but I, w- I would love uh, at least to hear uh, what's in your head. Okay, so the third uh, is apex, or that's kind of the, uh, the climax there would probably be the way we would talk about it, or orgasm, if uh, one or both of you have it. And so that's a focusing on uh, pleasure building, um, greater kind of spiritual connection, abandonment, um, surrender of control, and just this idea of climax, okay? Kind of the crescendo. This is where the music gets loud and things, you know, the fireworks go off. And um, so just just a couple thoughts. Uh, One, um, I think a lot of times we make way too much about that uh, and not enough about everything else. And we just kind of like, we get really, really uh, wound up around, about having this one, you know, uh, having the fireworks go off uh, sequentially in the way that we had, um, we had kind of dreamed up in our head. And then we get really mad um, when they don't, or we get really uh, sad or frustrated, uh, things like that. And, and it's important. I mean, it's a God-given, like, like, enjoy it, right? Song of Solomon uh, 5.1 we talked about last, uh, last week. Like, enjoy it. This is, this is one of the parts that, that you enjoy. Um, but don't, don't have a hyper-focus there, okay? And then uh, it still counts if uh, both of you don't uh, have a climax and, and only an orgasm and only one of you do, okay? Uh, as long as you're not being selfish. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, somebody will just go, hey, prob- tonight, prob- probably no fireworks on my side. But... I love being with you, and, uh, and that, that's okay, all right? Or it uh, still counts if it doesn't happen at the same time, right? And just like Hollywood is just like, that's the only way it kind of counts is if both of you have, uh, you know, any kind of orgasm at the same time. That's crazy, okay? Because the idea is to serve each other and be with each other sequentially when and how that happens. Doesn't matter, okay? We talked about last week, though, guys. You don't, you don't get a chance. Uh, generally, your response 
cycle can be measured in seconds and minutes, uh, and so you don't get a chance to make sure you're good and then just roll over and, uh, and call it a night, right? Um, you want to make sure that your, your wife uh, is pleasured as well, okay? So good conversations, and just, you know, uh, it, might, it might get crazy, right? You might have a lot of fun. I mean, sometimes it's, it's like, you know, it only counts like if we broke some furniture, right? You know, like that's the goal, and, uh, and I just, you know, we're not bragging, but just so you know, like, we actually broke furniture. Uh, we broke our bed. you believe that? True story was we, uh, we put the bed. assembled it we put the, we put the bed together, and I didn't actually screw it uh, in there. And so, you know, um, you know I'm kind of, hey, baby, what do you think? And it fell, and uh, that's, that's, that's what happened. So uh, not, technically, but not really. Um, but just don't, uh, I think a lot of times, we can't enjoy what was or what, what is in the moment because we're always wondering uh, about what it could be or uh, frustrated about what it, what it wasn't, okay? And so just don't have a hyper-focus on that. But it's a great, great conversation to have. Hey, when the fireworks go off, like what, what's that look like uh, for you? What would it look like to take a step? What uh, positions or any of that kind of stuff, okay? That's what couples that are in a good place, uh, those are the conversations you can have. Not there yet? No worries, okay? How can we get to uh, that place? Yeah, good. Um, and then the last one is afterglow. Um, and so just that, I mean, just sticking around, not like John so I talked about, um, kind of roll over and, you know, I'm, I'm done and I'm on to the next, but just um, kind of enjoying being together um, after, yeah. um, in the afterglow. Yeah, and so, so guys, don't ask me how I know, uh, <laughs> but I know there is definitive amount of time that's supposed to pass uh, before you pick up the remote or the iPhone <laughs> after sex. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. I just know. And uh, if you're paying attention, you'll know uh, as well, okay? And so just great, uh, you know, uh, you know, hey, I, that was fun. I love being with you. I love you. Thank you. Uh, those kind of things, okay? Uh, and we joke uh, about that, but ladies too, is we have so many things going on in our head and like, okay, now I've got to go <laughs> grocery shop. get on my to-do list or whatever. Yeah. yeah, all those things. And so I think, I think for women, we joke about with guys a lot. I think yeah. for women, um, just mentally, just to stay there and rest and be there is... And we, and we said last week, uh, you know, we might, we might make some gender uh, stereotypes, but any, anything that we said is applied to both, both sexes, okay, including sex drive. Yeah. And uh, sometimes women have a much greater sex drive uh, than a man. Okay, so uh, for, for these, um, what's your own unique conversation about each of these? And so in the last one, like after, go, hey, what, like ideally, like what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Or what would be fun? What would communicate love? If I was going to serve you, uh, what would that look like? Okay. Um, and if you can have that conversation, I think it's a great conversation. So some other conversations I think that are, would be unique uh, to, for each of us is um, what is it that we need to confess? Or uh, I might also say share. Right? What do we need to confess or share? In uh, Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen, 13, uh, you've probably heard it many times uh, in here. He who conceals his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses and renounces his sin will find mercy. Okay. Um, and so there is something about receiving the mercy of God and the mercy of our spouse when we, uh, when we confess um, that, and that brings about intimacy. And intimacy is, uh, I love this definition, it's being fully known without the fear of rejection. And so if I hold my sin back from Pam and don't share with her, then she's accepting who she thinks I am, not who I really am, okay? Which is very different than God who sees uh, me completely for who I am and goes, hey, you know what, John? In spite of that, in spite of that, uh, I choose you and I, and, I, and I love you and I'm rightly related uh, to you, okay? And so uh, many of us have some things we need to confess. And, and, um, and I, I, know, I know it's scary, 
I know it's scary. It feels like the first step, you know, off to your death in the, and you're going to tumble down the bottom of the canyon. And um, for most people, they would say, no, that was the beginning of, uh, of true intimacy. It was scary, and it might actually have been hard, um, but it was actually a really good path. And so I, I can remember early on, I mean, this is like 20 years ago. I couldn't tell you our address. I can't even tell you where we lived, but I can remember confessing uh, some of the garbage that I had seen to my wife. And I remember just being terrified. You know, I mean, what is she going to do? And I just remember her response saying, hey, I, uh, I'm sorry you, you did that, and I'm sorry for the way you feel, but I want you to know I love you and I forgive you. Man, I was just like, yeah, this woman, the rest of my life, you know. And, I, and, and rather than shutting the door uh, on me emotionally, she accepted me, which then made confession uh, every subsequent time for any dumb thing or little thing or big thing, uh, much, much easier. Okay. And then I also, so, uh, some of us, that's our own unique conversation. Yeah, I need to confess something. And if you can't do that yet, or you're, um, that's a great conversation with your, uh, with your leader. And some of us just have some things, not even to confess, but just to share. And there's some things um, that have happened to us that we've never shared, um, that absolutely would have an impact uh, on a relationship. So for example, uh, kind of sexual abuse. And uh, Me Too movement is, um, is real um, because uh, sexual abuse is so prevalent, right? And um, because probably one in three gals uh, have been sexually abused, and it's not that far off uh, for guys. And, and a lot of times we think about, well, that happened so long ago, there's no way that could impact our relationship. And I'm just going to tell you, that's the way I thought uh, probably 20 years ago, and uh, experience has told me otherwise, is I've sat with couples that things that happened 20, 30 years ago have a, could have a massive impact in our relationship and our ability to trust and ability to be intimate uh, if we've not dealt with them. And so there might be some things, not even to confess, but hey, I just need to share uh, with you. So, do you have anything yeah, to add? Well, we would just um, tell you about the resource for um, women. It's called Shelter. And for guys, um, there's a ministry called MEND, M-E-N-D. And that is specifically for people who have been victims of sexual abuse, childhood or recent. Um, just any time in your past, if you have that. And we have seen lots of couples, um, good friends of ours, who, that was in their story, and they never thought they would be able to trust and enjoy sex, and, and they have a great sex life now, but they took that first step, they shared with somebody, um, it's a great confidential ministry, but it is, um, people are seeing healing all over the place here from that, so shelter or mend, that's yeah. where you want to go. And then uh, I would say also uh, pornography, um, I just assume most of us in here, that's been a struggle, either currently or was, and uh, Regen on Monday is a great next step uh, for many of us coming out of uh, re-engage, okay? So uh, one, one of the conversations will be, uh, what do we need to confess or what do we need to share? And then secondly, um, is just, uh, what do we need to forgive, okay? In Colossians 3.13, man, it's just such a great verse. We're supposed to forgive the way um, Christ has forgiven us. And, and Christ, the way he forgives you is just like instantly and completely. <clears throat> it's not in measured steps. It's not after you've shown you're sorry, after he's frozen you out a little bit and let there be some emotional distance so that you feel the pain and then forgives you. He forgives us. And so we've been recipients of that, and that's how we're supposed to relate to our spouse. And some of us, the, the, the most important uh, sex decision we need to make tonight is just forgiveness, okay? Which, which may not mean that um, uh, tomorrow you start having sex. That, that might actually not be wise. Um, but forgiveness is our responsibility. And some of us are holding on to some things uh, that have happened um, not, you know, not too distant or years and years ago, and we're kind of taking it out on our spouse, which is not the way Christ relates to us. 
okay? And, uh, and in fact, um, uh, 2 Corinthians talks about how, five that uh, he doesn't hold our sins against us. And some of us are holding our, our, our spouse's sins uh, against them. And so uh, that would be a conversation uh, for some of us to have. I need to forgive you, right? Or I need to ask your forgiveness. Maybe, maybe that person's willing and, or they have in their heart, but they've never been asked. Um, and they need to understand um, what it is that you've done. It always helps to let them ask questions and kind of uh, tell you what it felt like for them to be betrayed in whatever way that was and then to extend uh, forgiveness. That, that might be the best sex conversation uh, you can have, okay? Which, hear me say, may not, may not lead uh, in sex tonight or anytime soon. And that's okay. But what you don't get to do is just say uh, there's no redemptive path forward here, okay? So if you're holding on to a grudge, uh, you need to forgive, uh, and then you need to give them like, hey, this would be the way forward, okay? And I, or I, I, I'm, I'm committed to getting there. I'm just struggling a little bit, and uh, I'm committed to talking, praying, um, you know, seeking wise counsel and getting to that place, okay? Yeah, and then you don't it, have to feel it. You don't have to, like, forget about it. All that doesn't happen. Yep. Um, but you just have to make a choice yep. um, to do that. Yeah, and we would say you're just in a great place. Get some help. Um, you know, ask your leaders. Um, if you're here and you don't, you're not in a group yet, just kind of ask one of us, hey, we, we need to have this conversation, and I don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then if you've been the, the one who's kind of caused some pain, you don't get to say, hey, I said I'm sorry, ask for forgiveness, like get over it, right? Uh, you don't get to control their uh, response. You just get to control uh, your own, okay? So hopefully tonight you'll have some good, set you up for some good conversations. Um, this is, it is part uh, of God's design and part of what should be uh, a healthy marriage. And I hope you begin to take steps that way. And I think done, done right, uh, done over uh, time, many years, I think it'll be a real blessing. And so I'll close with this one. Pam and I did our premarital counseling. Uh, we're with this couple uh, who was a good uh, 35 years older uh, than us, but they probably look like uh, they were 55 60 years old. He looked like he was probably 60 years older than us. If you, if you got the picture. And so we're, we're talking one night and uh, we're talking about sex and we walk in and he splits us up and he says, Pam, you're going to go with, we'll call her Susan and John, you're going to come with me. You know, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're talking about sex with these 80 year old people. And, uh, and they weren't 80, he looked 80. And, uh, and so we're walking and he's using crazy graphic language. Like, I don't know still to this day if he was just trying to mess with me uh, or not, you know, and just like see what, see how I handled it. Probably not well was the answer. Uh, and then, and then he looks at me, we're walking around He's picking, I just like yesterday, there was construction in the neighborhood, so he's picking up nails. So he's got this big, giant stack of nails, and he stops, and he looks at me with these nails, you know, 80-year-old man, young, 20-something John, and he says, hey, you know what? Sex with Susan now, it's better than it's ever been, right? 80-year-old man tells you that, and I went, yeah, like I had like a physical, <laughs> like, uh, it wasn't that pronounced, but it was like, it, it happened. And, um, and I thought to myself, there is no way, there's no way I could look at you, old man, like, and look at me, you know, like, uh, I don't know how this goes yet, but I'll report back here in about six months and I'll tell you uh, how awesome we are at this and uh, I'll give you some pointers, you know, that's kind of, that's what's going through my head, but that's a lie. This is like Santa Claus now for married, you know, young married uh, uh, nearlyweds. That's how, that's what this is. And uh, so he was about, at the time, he was about 55 uh, plus and, um, and I, I just, I remember reading some research and it showed this graph of uh, sexual satisfaction with couples who reported having uh, high marital satisfaction. And uh, kind of the, the, the bell curve there was like the 55 uh, plus, right? 
And, um, and I know, like, some of you, I'm looking around, some of you are, like, in your 20s, and you're like, that's my parents, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're home right now, alone. Um, and I thought it was crazy, and I've come to see, I've come to see, uh, yeah, like, would frequency for a 55 or 65 or 75-year-old person be different? Absolutely, than a 22-year-old. You better believe it, right? Um, but when those two had sex, they were celebrating a life of love and sacrifice and hardship and forgiveness and service. And it meant so much more to them than it ever could have for Pam and I in our early 20s, right? Just out of the gate, you know, in the Bahamas on our honeymoon kind of thing. We had nothing to celebrate yet. We hadn't been through jack. We had no hardship, right? Um, and now uh, I think if we kind of stay on this path, uh, that's kind of my dream, is to be a, like a, a, a really wrinkly old man and, uh, and just, just messing with some young, uh, uh, in-shape 20-year-old 20, 20 uh, kids. And so, um, because those, those two, those two um, couples had followed God's design for marriage and been at it a really long time, and they were having all those conversations, and they were experiencing everything that God had for them. So our prayer for you is that uh, not that you would have amazing sex tonight, uh, it's great if that happens, but really the, our prayer is that you would take a next step toward the place where somewhere down the line uh, you could tell someone, you know what, this is something that we enjoy. And, uh, and wherever you are, wherever you are, no matter how bleak you think it is, I guarantee you we've seen God do uh, much greater things. And I've got Im- immense hope for you uh, if you'll stay in the ring and have the hard conversations and yield your heart uh, to him. So, Brian.